episode 155. We made a podcast Portuguese. 655. Got it wrong again three years in a row. <laughs> this dude remedial Portuguese. I think I got the first 10 right, though. Definitely didn't. Um, <laughs> episode 155, We Made It Podcast. We Made It Podcast.com at We Made It Podcast. <laughs> Uh, man, we got a lot to talk about today. It's a, uh, what, what's today? Today is June 3rd, and uh, there's a lot going on in the world, man. It is to say the least. To say the least. <clears throat> a lot going on. Um, man, I guess I guess I should have uh, looked up the date. Um, anybody that's listened to this, I'm sure that you know, um, recently there was a police officer murder of one George Floyd and um, there's been worldwide protests behind that and today we're going to talk about that we'll, maybe we'll talk about like what we've done potentially Caesar and I um, also want to get into what some of the players and different um soccer media outlets have talked about. Um, and then after we talk about that for probably a long time, um, a little bit of soccer stuff about the German Women's League and WSL coming back. Maybe we'll talk some shit about Messi. Um, talk about the Maury Cardi PSG uh, transfer. And I did watch a little bit of Bundes, a little bit of Bundesliga action this weekend. I did watch one of the worst games I've ever seen. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> <It> was so bad. <laughs> um, I watched Schalke versus uh, Werder Bremen um, just to do a Weston McConan tracker. It was so bad. Um, but uh, maybe we'll get to that later. But, Caesar, um, I want to start off – I want to start off. Um, should we start off with MLS? Hmm. No, no, we won't do that. I just want to read some of the players' reactions to everything. Um, there's been a lot of players coming out talking about things. So I'm going to try to do this really quick before we get into some other stuff. Um, DeAndre Yedlin, one of your former favorite players, who is only 26, is like unbelievable. I like him. I don't. I don't have a problem with Yedlin. And uh, you, you've been hating on him recently. Didn't, didn't you call him the worst transfer, or was that me? No, that was you. I didn't. Call uh, him. No, I, maybe I call him the best transfer. I, I like him. I, I still pick him on FIFA. I like him. Stop it. Um, cheap quarter, uh, a fullback on FIFA. <laughs> Get the hell out of Newcastle, homie. Time to time to move on. Wait, no, maybe you should stay. They got money now. Maybe you should stay. <laughs> well, the sale hasn't gone through yet, but. Um, he said on Twitter a couple of days ago, he said, a couple of days after George Floyd's death, my grandfather texted me and told me he's glad that I'm not living in the U.S. right now because he would fear for my life as a young black man. As days have passed, this text from my grandfather has not been able to leave my mind. Speaking of his uh, grandfather, he said that he was born in 1946, lived through the civil rights movement, lived through some terribly racist time in U.S. history. And now 70 years later, he still fears for the life of his black grandchild in the country where he and his grandchildren... Uh, in the country where he and his grandchild were born in, in the country his grandchild represents when he plays for the United States, 
and the country his grandchild represents when he's playing in England. Um, he, he says some more stuff, but I'm going to skip some of that. He says, in no way are we asking Black Lives Matter to, Black lives to matter more than white lives. All we're asking is we are seen as equal, as more than three-fifths of a man as humans. My heart goes out in solidarity to George Floyd and his family and all the countless number of victims that have had their lives taken at the hands of meaningless police brutality. Um, Paul Pogba and Marcus Rashford also came out. Marcus Rashford said recently, I know you guys haven't heard from me in a few days. Um, This is posted on Twitter and Instagram. He said, I've been trying to process what's going on in the world. He said, at a time when I've been asking people to come together, work together and be united, we appear more more divided than ever. People are hurting and people need answers. Black lives matter, black culture matters, black communities matter, we matter. Um, Paul Pogba said, during the past few days, I have thought a lot about how to express my feelings about what happened in Minneapolis. It's kind of cool that he wrote Minneapolis. Like, <laughs> like now you're afraid. That is quite the word to say if you're from Europe. Like, I wonder if he's ever been there. Like, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> like, that's kind of cool he said that, like, Minneapolis. Yeah. No, he might be a Prince fan. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe. Um, he said, I felt anger, pity, hatred, indignation. He said America. He said Minneapolis, by the way. Yes. Uh, we just said that. Uh, he said, I felt anger, pity, hatred, indignation, pain, sadness. Sadness for George and all Black people who suffer from racism every day whether in football, at work, at school, anywhere. This has to stop once and for all, not tomorrow or the next day. It has to end today. Violent acts of racism can no longer be tolerated. I can't tolerate. I won't tolerate. We won't tolerate. Racism is ignorance. Love is intelligence. Um, we also saw – we saw the Liverpool – uh, they, they like, took a knee and practiced. Jordan Henderson and Virgil van Dyke. they both uh, tweeted that picture uh, – Jadon Sancho wrote justice for George Floyd under under his shirt um, when he scored the hat trick on Saturday on Sunday. Um, Weston McConan also had um, an armband that said, I think it said justice for George Floyd. Um, David Beckham also said, my heart goes out to the, to George's family, and I stand in solidarity with the black community and and millions of others across the world who are outraged by this by these events. It's heartbreaking to see that in 2020, this is still happening. Um, I guess, uh, uh, who cares about that? Um, Weston McConan had a bit of a statement. He talked about it's like his responsibility to speak out about things like this. Marcus Thuram took a knee after he scored. Oh, also your boy, um, Ashraf Hakimi, had a shirt that said Justice for George Floyd which I thought was cool. Um, and, um, okay, we'll, we'll, let's, you know, let me just get the rest of these out and then we'll talk about us. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Johnny Infantino said that the Bundesliga players who showed solidarity with George Floyd deserve applause, not punishment. Um, which I thought was kind of cool. The uh, head of, uh, what's the name? Um, FIFA saying that. Um, he said, we must say no to racism in any form of discrimination. We must say no to violence, any form of violence. That was uh, Johnny Infantino. Um, your boy, Terry Henry, also had something to say. 
Um, oh, this is really long. Um, that's way too long to read, but um, he was talking about like, you know, I'm, I'm going to skip it. It's, it's really long. <laughs> yeah. If anybody want to see what Terry Henry had to say, it's on Twitter. Um, uh, Kevin Prince Boateng said, it's not enough that everybody is just posting a black picture now. It's too easy because people are scared to stand for something, say something because of their sponsorships or followers. Why aren't you speaking? Why aren't you saying something? A black picture is way too easy. Okay. No. Prince. Yeah. Um, Zach Steffen, actually, um, the goalie that plays for the United States. I don't know where he plays in – like for his club, like I don't know. I feel like he plays for Dallas or something like that. Who does he play for? I'm gonna look it up. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll be knowing none, no American players. I didn't even know oh, he was okay, okay. Overseas, okay. He plays for Fortuna Dusseldorf. Okay, I think that's in Bundesliga too. It is. Um, it's in uh Yeah. No, keep, no, they're for they're for they're just sixteenth in the division. Okay. I'm gonna keep it very real. I had no idea he was black. Um, what? Are you, no, you did? You I did. didn't. You just um, don't remember his face. I mean, he's definitely a thousand percent black. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you were saying, you were saying other people that were more of a reach than him. Well, I just didn't know he was black. I'm not trying to take it away from him. I just you were didn't. gonna take it away from him. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm gonna take it away from you. Um, Zach Steffen said, "If I'm going to wear the, uh, if I'm going to wear the U.S. flag, I need to know that it stands for something worth defending. I need to know that my country supports Black lives, that our leaders see us, that they hear us. I am proud to defend my nation. All I ask is that my nation also defends me." Sorry, buddy. Um, huh. Why is everybody from Pennsylvania? Um, also, um, Bleacher Report put out a statement. I'm not going to read it. And also MLS put out a statement, which I'm also not going to read, but um, yeah. So, I mean, this is, this, this incident is, um, it's not one of the things that's just kind of been blown over. Like a lot of other um, situations are Um, everybody's talking about it. You know, everybody is, um, everybody seems to like, feel like they need to talk about it. Obviously, the video was, like, really hard to watch. I'm going to keep it all the way real. I haven't even watched the whole thing yet, personally. Um, but I get it, and I – I mean, you know what? See, let's just let's just start with us. Like, I don't know how real you're trying to get with this, like how, how deep you're trying to go. Because I want to ask you how you felt when you saw the video, but I don't know if that's too much. <laughs> That's kind of a lot. Well, okay. Well, okay. How about not that question really? Like, like how have you felt since seeing the video? I think initially um, I was just like, it was like watching the video just kind of for me, it was like a culmination of like all the truths I knew, like just being verified right there. Like everything that I like, kind of already knew and felt and feared in terms of just, you know, being black and dealing with police in America and like my fears growing up as a kid. And when I was younger and my situations dealing with three police officers, it was like, that was the ultimate, like, like it is, it seemed like the ultimate like example for me. Like, this is why I feel how I feel. This is why, like, 
I fear what I fear. Like that video is like, that's what I'm talking about. Like that is like, you can't, I can't watch that video and be like that. that I can't watch that video and be like, that can never be me. No, quite the opposite actually. Like even, even yesterday returning from soccer, like I'm, I'm enter, exiting the freeway and I'm like driving home. And then right, right when I make a left on Belfar down the street, they have all the cop cars lined up to block Lakewood mall. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, though all those guys could, like, that could be happening to me if I just went that way. Like, that, that's what I think. I'm like, and it's, like, crazy that I'm making a left just to go home. But it's, like, right there. Like, that, that is, like, four, four blocks away could be my death. That's, like, crazy. Like, you don't, you don't think that way about anything in life. Like, I can drive through the worst parts of America. Just drive through them. It's fine. But if I drive through that road right now, I could literally die. So... And it's not because of, like, it's because of something that I, myself, as a taxpayer, provide money for, for protection. That's a service that's supposed to be for the people. So my initial was just, like, I was sad. I was hurt. I was angry. Like, I, I just was out. It was, like, for me, like, it was, I was just over it. So days passed, you know, from the protests to now and just seeing, I, I guess the best reaction is after Black Tuesday, it's just felt to me where it's like, now it's just like, okay, like I, my biggest fear about all this has been, please don't let this be two weeks and then it's over. Like, please don't let this just be like, oh, we already forgot, like the names, we already forgot what happened. I mean, to keep it real, it's almost seemed like everybody forgot what happened to Sandra up until like today. Like, you know, like, that, like, that, like, I don't want things to just go away and just pretend like it never happened and. Yeah, we had social media. We went crazy on social media, and then people started doing, "Oh, well, you know, we we were out there looting. We we let our voices be heard, or we were out there uh, protesting. Our voices were heard." But like, I want to, I want to see change happen. I want to see the actual process of why this started. For I wanted this to been a launching point for reformation and like things to be changed. But now I just feel like it's great that all these people even from soccer around the world are putting their input and celebrities around the world. I think it's awesome that Pogba and France is dropping Minneapolis. That's, that's lovely. But at the same time, it's like, I don't care. They could, they could know about this and they could never comment on it. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Cause I, I'm like, I'm caring about everybody within the lines here, within the lines here. Like what are we doing to change this? So I still have hope because it's too soon to like give up. It's too soon to see signs of, like, it being bad right now. Like, in terms of, like, not me give up on the cause, but give up in, like, terms of what's going to happen. Like, oh, it's over. Like, I still see positive signs. Like, for example, today was announced that they upgraded to second-degree murder for the uh, the cop. Like, things – you can tell things are happening. But I just – now I feel like – like, the inside of me, like, the light is, like, flickering now. You know, like, well, I think things are just – people are just going to – another something else is going to pop up like some coronavirus thing and we're all just going to start transitioning towards that or whatever and i'm going to be sad because it just it feels like with everything that happens in this country it's something's an issue and then two weeks of it's a problem then after that we have another thing that goes on we're just constantly flip-flopping and 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 transitioning over to things instead of directing energy accomplishing goals finishing objectives and moving on to the next objective we don't do that as a nation well that's going to depend on you and just you. So we're, we're hoping that you don't forget. I'm not going to forget, dog. Um, okay. <laughs> Before I talk about myself, um, I want to talk about another player. Um, <laughs> hey. I, don't know if, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, uh, Nedum 
Onuoha. He play. He used to play for Man City. Who? <laughs> Nadum Onuoha. I feel like you're saying it wrong. <laughs> well, N E D U M. Who in the hell? <laughs> you never heard of him? What's up with this picture? This cut on his face. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what is this picture that pops as his first picture, yo? I never, I never heard of him, but um, I remember my my breathing life now. Okay, well, he used to play for City, and now, and he played for QPR, and then he, but now he plays for Real Salt Lake in MLS. Oh, okay. Huh? That's cool. Yeah, um, but he talked about what's going on, and he actually had a lot to say. Hmm. He said that he was talking to BBC. He said, "I'm always very wary of how I behave, and how it could be viewed by people who have power." Talking about, li- he, talking about living in America. He said, for me personally, overall, I don't like to say it, but I have a fear and distrust towards police. Um, he's, um, <laughs> he said, w- when asked about the protesters, he said, it's emotional. It's something that is overdue, to be honest. There's been a big wave of energy towards this. There's been a lot of talk about George Floyd. These issues have been around for decades. He said, people have been trying to make noise um, I have been trying to say things, but it gets pushed away for too long. Enough is enough. What gives me strength is that it's, it's not just black people who are protesting now. He said the change will come, but within that, there, there are so many nuanced things within the protests. For example, a lot of black people are scared to do what some of the white people are doing to the police. Um, he said it's crazy to see, but it's very necessary. I'm not going to say to them that they shouldn't do anything because they haven't been heard for this long. So let them be heard now. Um, he said, damn, he, he's going hard, actually. Um, he said, he said that he basically talking about the gun laws in the United States. He said, I, I have loved living in this country, but there's another side of it. In the UK, I'm more comfortable because if something happens, it probably will not be deadly. But over here, because of their rights, it's more common that altercations become deadly. I'm always very aware of that whenever I go around anywhere. I'm comfortable, but when it comes to any kind of brutality, if it's from the police, if they read me the wrong way, then my life could be taken. Basically saying what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, I feel that every single day, it is not just me, but everybody else as well. Um. He said, I'm not trying to be overly uh, overly critical to the police. There are plenty of good police officers out there. But sometimes I feel like people put police on a pedestal and make them seem superhuman. Uh, but the fact is over here, they're just people from society with a badge and a gun and a lot of power. Um, ooh, he said, if you worry about the man next door, why would you not worry about the person patrolling the streets who now has more power more guns with the same views. He, he said, I never go out and feel 100% safe. <laughs> damn. God damn, dog. <laughs> I mean, damn, dog, you might be kind of overdoing it. Might get released. <laughs> <laughs> might get deported. It might be over for you, Chief. Can't be uh, talking about that in Utah. Yeah, and so he's playing, he plays for MLS and for Real Salt Lake right now. And I also want to uh, point out the video that was done on the MLS YouTube channel. Um, I think we talked about it briefly, but um, there's a, uh, I I guess, Charlie Davies, Andrew Wiebe, and another guy named David, I don't know his last name, they do like a, they do a a 
like a podcast on MLS channel. I mean, Caesar's not paying attention to me, but it's okay. Um, so they did. They did one. Don't don't try to pretend now. You're looking up. Don't try to do that. Just go ahead and just send your text and not pay attention. You got caught. It's okay. Um, they did a video called "Why We All Have Why We All Have a Responsibility to Confront Racism." Black Lives Matter. The 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 thumbnail picture had Black Lives Matter on there. Um. It was about a 30-minute or so um, show they did. Charlie Davies is the only black person on this show. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in a critical way. I'm just, like, mentioning that. Mm. Um, <laughs> Andrew Wiebe starts off talking about Black Lives Matter and uh, talking about George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor. Um, he's kinda start, he kind of started off basically, like, showing, like, he, he was upset about what's going on. And I think he was, he's in California. Charlie Davies is in Boston, or I'm sorry, in Massachusetts. And I, I don't know where the other guy was. The other guy didn't really talk that much. But um, it was interesting to hear what Charlie Davies was saying about racism and stuff. I was mostly watching, watching it. Like, while I was watching it, I found myself being kind of critical of Charlie Davies. And I was like, okay, you know what? I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be start, I'm not going to come on the show and attack him. But, um, I mean, I should be attacking Caesar for fake paying attention to me, but, um, really I just wanted to see if they would talk about police brutality. Um, I noted that it's already like in the 20th minute and nobody's mentioned the police at all. And um, at some point, Andrew Wiebe said uh, he, he he like he said the words something about like the way people are policed, but he didn't talk about police brutality. Really, the only time they like the people were somebody was talking about the police was when Charlie Davies was saying that he feels for the cops, basically, and kind of like feeling sorry for the police. And like I, I get it, but at the same time, like it wasn't a cop with, that got killed in that video. Like it was the cop killing the dude. Um, yeah. And I just want to say the stats for it right now. Um, that video came out two days ago or no yesterday. Right now it's at 20, uh, 2,500 views, 174 likes, 62 dislikes, <laughs> of course, and uh, 94 comments. Uh, most of them positive, but like maybe about 2,500 views. I'm sorry. 2,500 views? Yeah, which is not, like, that's decent for one of their videos. God um, damn, what's so low? But but more telling is, like, the 174 likes in the 60. I'm not surprised about the dislikes. That's, like, of course. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. And maybe, like, a third of the comments, about a third, I don't want to say half, about a third were negative. Well, I'm sorry, about a third were positive. Um, so I, I mentioned that to say that... Um, I think part of, I mean, part of the major frustration is just like having to continue to see these videos of police killing people. And I used to, I used to like pay attention to police brutality videos a lot. Um, And like, at this point, I'm never shocked, like ever. I mean, I've seen the craziest things like, for somebody to say, oh, my God, to the George Floyd one, like, I've seen so many videos where you're just, it, it'll be sh- more shocking than the last one. Like, 
and basically basically never is the cop charged for murder or arrested like ever so it wasn't shocking to for me to see what happened with George Floyd it's heinous and terrible and it's hard to stomach but it wasn't shocking because it happens a lot um and, and for me it was it's not ever it's never oh my god it's like god damn like again like damn again over and over again yeah and um and i wasn't really shocked i i mean i'm not shocked by the protests or the or like people rioting or looting or whatever i'm not shocked by that either it's like it, for me it seems like the obvious thing for people to do after seeing something like that um but you know my my like minor frustration is like i just hope the focus remains on the culture of policing um because we have a real problem in this country specifically i cannot speak for other countries in this country people are scared of the police in this country the police operate like a gang there's no transparency there's so much just violation of people's rights there's so many people like like most black people in america don't look at a a police officer like when they're wearing that uniform they do not look at that person as their fellow man like they don't look at a police officer the, the same way you like see a dude like you just walk by and you say what's up like you, you don't see the humanity in them no and they and cuz you feel like they don't see the humanity in you and yeah. that and it's made obvious when you see videos like what happened to George Floyd and and oh, oh, with 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 a lot of them like that they they the way they treat you like you know, yeah, they're like, nasty, they're rude. And yeah, they, they talk to you like as if like, it's weird. It's like, how do you interact with people like in the, in the regular setting? Why do you have to like change the way you interact? Like, we're all humans here. It's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's, but it, when, you, when you do see a cop like that, it's like, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't even, you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, what, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get me to be an informant or what? Like, <laughs> trying um, to set me up? Yeah, like, and 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 it's and it's really just the culture. Like, it's the culture. Like, that's the thing that has to be reformed. And I know there are ways to do it. I know ways that that can happen. I'm not going to get into all that, but it's got to happen because, like, we shouldn't live in a in a country where we feel like we got to be afraid of the people that are supposed to protect us because obviously there's people talking about like abolishing the police. I don't know if that's actually, I don't know if that's what we need to do. I don't know. I'm not saying that we, that isn't, I -hmm. don't know because I know that there are instances where people need protection. Like I think of domestic violence, like violence within the home or like in certain, you know, in certain instances, like you need people to come and be there for people. I know of, I, I like, I'm not going to get into the exact story, but I knew a woman, she lived in another country and she's felt like she had no protection from any kind of like police or anything. And there was like bad things happening to her. And she said when she moved to America, she felt like there was like, like she had like some protection. Like if she called the police, something could happen. Um, so... Caesar and I, well, can I, can I expose you or what? Go ahead. Uh, Caesar went to his first protest on Saturday. Um, he got there, then he ran. I'm just joking. Um, 
So what was that experience? Because I, I really haven't talked about, I mean, we went together, obviously. I haven't really asked you, like, how, how that experience was for you. Now, if you, start, if you get on here and start capping, you know I will come for you. So you better, you better be honest. <laughs> if you get on here and start capping and, and, and don't expose me about what I was saying to those gentlemen yeah. at the top, <laughs> don't, don't expose me. Okay. But if you start capping, I'm going to expose you. Oh, I'm not going to cap. If you call me out for capping, I'll expose you. That's <laughs> my story. <threat. laughs> nah, um, to be honest, I don't know. I think when I went to the protests, I would, I, I, if I'm not going to cap on here, I would love to say to everyone that like, I felt a sense of, of fire in my belly. And like, I really wanted to like, you know, if, as things escalated, I would have been all down for it. But to be honest, I didn't feel like that. I I felt I it felt good seeing I think okay, the good things I felt and I felt I like the unity. I like the sense of unity. I don't like that people post online saying like, oh, like, you know, why aren't white people or people with light skin in the front lines? I mean, I saw tons of people of different colors and background, not only not only leading chants, but being right in front and, you know, doing their part. We we both saw like this mother and her child riding around honking more than anybody using up all that gas in that Honda Civic. And it, it wasn't even about race in that moment. Like she just wanted to stand up for, for other people, you know, and that, that's so selfless. She's got to do that for herself too. Yeah. You know yeah. Because yeah, yes, Black Lives Matter, but we're also talking about the police department and how they, they, they're violent they are, you know, and, and, and she was out there going hard and I appreciated seeing things like that. And, I just I like seeing everybody come together do the same thing. Like when everybody, the most emotional moment for me was everybody got on one knee. Like that was an emotional moment for me. Like that was crazy to see that. But I don't I don't know I don't I don't know if as myself like as a person like I just think we're all constructed differently, and uh, there's different things that like fuel my fire to act and react. And that kind of setting, I think I just learned more about myself in terms of how I feel in cr- crowds of people. Um, I don't really like it. Like I started to feel uncomfortable for a little bit. So um, I'm, I'm learning that by myself and it feels weird to say that. I mean, like the Brazil has all the culture about like carnivals and all that stuff. And I just noticed that it's not really the most comfortable settings for me. But when like, I'll say it again, the protest was extremely peaceful. Um, I, I enjoyed joining in with everybody being there with people I consider my family and we're just we're, we're yelling and saying nice things to officers on top of rooftops and, and the lovely things. I, I I enjoy that. Like I enjoy that space. I felt more comfortable because to be honest with you, give her on the show. Like there's probably no one else. I mean, I was asked before to go do this, and I said no to people. And you asked me to go, and I'll go because like you're someone I feel comfortable going in that setting with. But it's just that's it's 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 outside of my space, but. It felt good in my heart knowing I did it for the first time. And for my first time going to protest, it was something like that. It wasn't a picket line for other things in the past and all this stuff. It was something that at the root of my heart, not only have I, of course, not at the scale George Floyd and other people felt in America, but I felt that sense. I've been in that experience. And of course, like I said, not violence as much, but I've been in that feeling before. I felt that way. I know how it feels. I've been in situations with officers before. I know. So it felt good to be there and like, yell and 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 just let that emotion out because to be honest with you i was feeling like caged in like almost like for the the day leading up to that 
going to the protest has allowed me to like really like open up a lot, you know, and just hear other people. So I'm probably rambling about the same thing, but cause it's just emotional for me. Like, so uh, it was good to go there and I, I'm really happy. And if people, I heard there's more go, coming up, you know, if you've never been, make sure you go with a group, a group, a group of people you trust and you care about and, and, and feel the same way as you and, and go, go, go during these daytimes and express yourself or whenever you feel comfortable. If you want to go later and, and, and do your thing, do that too. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to how to live your life, but this was my first time was this. And I honestly like, will never forget that. And I definitely will, uh, uh, consider one in the future as well too, especially my friends, if they want to go to something that hopefully we don't have to do in the future. I mean, so, I mean, it seems like what you're saying though, is that like, and, and, and I'm in no way am I being critical about this. Like you're not really the protest guy is what you're saying. No, like I said, I, I think everybody's fabric is different. And, um, I, I just don't feel that comfortable in those settings. I, yeah, feel. I mean, yeah, that, that's normal. I, 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 in my whole life, I've always felt like very aware of what's behind me and around me. I've always kind of been that guy. And it's such a congregation of people. And then also, like, just to keep it all the way real here, across the street, I'm, like, looking at, like, like the officers. And, like, those are, like, literally, like, some of my biggest – those people are, like, over there. When they turn up, it's, like, the scariest thing in the world to me. So it's, like, because what they can cause to this area. So I'm, like, this is, like, at any moment. Like, when I'm seeing somebody, like – cross the street to like go instigate i'm like please god don't like please like i'm so down to just keep screaming from here i don't want to go over there and put the sign in his face please like i mean but then, I- when we did the laps though i was trying to test myself i was like i kind of want to go that way like i want to see how far i can go and for me it was like a big milestone for me but we didn't we made a left i was like oh, okay Woo. <laughs> i mean yes i've been to the been to clubs and bars with you you're just tense the whole time. I'm like, talk, relax, man. It's really weird. I don't know. I just, I, I, it's something I'm like learning to myself later in my years about myself. I'm like, I guess I just don't like being in these environments with a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, I know what you like. You like to be doing. Uh, show the camera how many screens you got in front of you. That's what you like. <laughs> Yo, but I was like being outside too. Calm the hell down. Damn. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, so we did, we, we went to the uh, protest on Saturday in the city of Orange, uh, in Orange County. And uh, yeah, it was uh, like, I've been to many protests um, and this was more of like a protest, like stationary protest, not really a march. Um, Caesar's also not listening to me again, uh, but yeah, okay. yeah, yes, calling you out. Now, don't, don't. It sounds so bad on audio, but go ahead. Huh, excuse me? It sounds so bad for people listening to the show, but go ahead. Well, you, you know, why don't you or YouTube video viewers? Go ahead, though. Go off. Yeah, why, why don't you just pay attention to me then? Uh, I do the same thing when you do it. Go ahead. No, I'm doing it actually. But um, it was like I didn't know what to expect because the only other protest I've been to there it was four of us. But um, it, but it was it was a great turnout. There was hundreds of people. It was very peaceful. Obviously, like it was. Um, you know, we had we had a lot we had a lot of people with us and like people I had to look out for. But like, if it was maybe if it was just me and you, like we could have interacted with everybody, and it would have been like even more of an amazing experience because oh, yeah. because we couldn't really do that. Like we had to be more like we couldn't really like get, like talk to everybody there. And we're kind of been down to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's always like that's always one of the fun things to do at a protest, it's like get to meet other people, you know? 
Um, but then after that, I went to another protest in Fullerton and it, the environment was a lot different. And it was uh, when I was like, I think I'm just going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't expect it to be like that. Like definitely the cops came out and all the riot gear and all these weapons. The and only I, reason I wasn't surprised, I'm like, that, that's like notorious history of, of Fullerton police kind of getting going off on people. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they did kill Kelly Thomas. Um, yeah, they brought a tank out, and they had the tear gas guns, and they had the uh, pepper spray bullet paintball guns, and they had automatic rifles and batons, and literally nothing happened. Um, and it was like, it was just like, it was just weird to see somebody who like you could easily live by them, and just looking at you like you're a, like you're just you know, it's almost like a video game and it's like some kind of like creature, like, like you wouldn't feel bad to be, to kill that creature, you know, like, and, and, and like, that's how they're looking at you. And you're just like, uh, like when you see, when you see the videos and pictures of, uh, you see them over there, with like all their equipment tanks and all that stuff, you know, like, and you're just there with like with your sign. It's like, you're so naked next to them. And like at any moment they could just like turn up and just like, dude, we're all like, you could literally be neighbors. I said, yeah. literally be neighbors. You could literally know somebody for 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 twenty some years. I mean, I was having some some an interesting conversation with someone I really recently deleted, who I basically was like been around my whole life with. You know, like this person was my like I played sports against him a long time. We're really good friends. We shared we're a day apart on birthdays. It was always a joke in school, and this person started talking to me as if like I was like. I'll, I'm a, I'm like a whole different person. I'm like, dude, we're like raised in the same area. We're the same people. You just chose a career path. It didn't mean you chose like, like you didn't choose like, like some kind of blood oath, like <laughs> against people, like, like against people that aren't, you know, representing the blue lives. Like, Hey man, like literally like same background. Like I know your mom, like what, what's going on here? So that's kind of the scary, sad thing. It's like, it's like the. It's like almost like it becomes like a cult. Like what it's happened? A it's a gang. It's you a gang, just... and it and it sucks because like, as much as you hear like, oh, you know, it's, there's really good ones. I'm there are like absolutely like I'm not gonna say the bad. I've had a good interaction with the officer before. Like I, I, at my job, there's there they're there. The thing is, is like, in life, you're gonna you could say the same thing about like people who who do crime and do violent crimes There's, they may have friends that are kind people they may have uh buddies who who affiliate with the same lifestyle they live with but they don't do these things but that doesn't mean the person that does the good represents all of them the thing is is in any other work situation in any other situation in life if there's people doing bad things it's reflective on the company the brand the everything so what do they do they clean out, they reform, they fix, they come up with a strategy to make sure these things aren't happening anymore. But in the police department, it's not done that way for some reason that I would love to know. Why is that the only department and everybody that they go, uh, just disappear for a little bit, take some time at home, come back and everybody forget about it. Like, why? Why is that? Why don't you get in trouble? And if you get in trouble, you just basically get like a, tr- a transfer. For example, like, one of the things they talk about when Garcetti hired the LAPD uh, chief, he retired, collected a $1.7 million bonus, and got rehired. Like, I mean, like, this is corporate moves with taxpayer money. So there's a lot of things going on here 
that in any other situation, people are fine with calling to action. They bring out the, the pitchforks. They do all this in the comment section. But for, for, for police force, it's like this gang, and then there's the gang of like followers and, and, and bootlickers online that, 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 don't, that push the narrative to the direction. And if you're against it, if you believe in a reformation, if you believe in change, then suddenly you're against like policing and, and you don't know the real statistical data because you don't know that like colored people kill each other more. Like what the, that has nothing to do with what's going on. The issue at hand is uh, the violence in between minorities, black people, Mexican people, anything. That's an issue in itself. But right now we're addressing you killing us. <laughs> That's the problem. We can fix our community, but first, how am I supposed to fix my community if you're killing me too? How well, am I supposed to fix that? Why don't, why don't, like, maybe we could take half the money the police department gets and invest that back into those communities where people are allegedly killing each other. The, how about the, that? The, New York's police budget, I believe, is $1.7 billion. Like, uh, dude, or, or maybe it's $400 million. I might have that number wrong. <laughs> like, any, any, regardless... Oh. It's always a third of the budget. It's like always a third. It's, it's, it's like the, the city of Irvine, the top, the most highest paid person is the police chief for the for top Irvine. five safest country city in America. Literally do nothing. Their, their, their death rate is like so low, it's crazy. It, and they even adjust the statistics for when deaths happen on university campus. They flip the statistics for that because of the suicides on campus. So it's like, like, Dude, it's so good over there. That guy gets paid the most out of anybody in the department. Not people there. So it's it's so many issues going on here. Um, the, the another big one. I remember when I was at the University of Hawaii. The the state of Hawaii has a lot of money issues and issues because they, their primary income comes from tourism. The university campus raised its tuition for its students five percent every year. I was no one to two two to five percent every year. I was there. They raised the tuition. During that time, instead of investing the money towards what they said was going to be towards maybe reforming the library, fixing things going on campus, they bought five brand new Dodge Charger vehicles for a campus that extends only three blocks. Why on God's earth you needed to buy five Camaros when everybody's riding around in mopeds and walking around? Like they're just doing what they want with the budget. They're not for the police, you mean? For the police, yeah, they bought five cameras for the police. Like, here's what that, there's issues all presented to ourselves, but only people like AOC can go on Twitter and call it out for what it is. But we need to see more. And and people even and now people are doing their end. They're in the streets rioting, they're protesting, everything. What's it? What do you think is it? What's it going to take? Like, what's it going to take to address this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of people um, talking about the real issues, like. We really got to do something about that. Like, we got to change that whatever way possible because, yeah, like you said, they just get transferred. Like, how come Ray Rice couldn't come back to the NFL? Like, and I'm I'm obviously not caping for Ray Rice, but Ray Rice stole on his girlfriend at the time. It was terrible. We, we saw it. And then a week later, they got married. Now, if, if Ray and, he, and Ray Rice never touched the NFL again, the NFL came out and did all kinds of PR about domestic violence. So many police officers. The the the, the dude that killed Eric Eric Garner 
five years for him to get fired. It took five years. He stayed on the force for five years. Making close to 120 k a year, five years. And, and, and you know in those five years, he was able to collect his full pension now. Full pension, too. They yeah. probably kept him on so he can so he can get his pension so he it can be basically retired and make a min, basically make sixty thousand a year in retirement chilling. Exactly. So it, it, like, <laughs> like it, there there it, there's no it doesn't make there's any no accountability. It doesn't make any sense for this institution to be able to operate that way when most of the like most police officers retire without ever making a felony arrest, <laughs> like. Most of them, most of the time, they're just driving around. Like, it ain't that crazy of a job. It's not so dangerous, dude. There's depictions that we see in movies and and generalities that people talk about the lifestyle. I've known officers who literally, who literally have never even shot at something. Never pulled their gun out? No. But then you get these crazy uh, roid rage cops that want to pull their gun out for anything and just... Pull it out. And, and like, I've seen so many videos where a dude is sitting in his car and is like, why the hell did you pull me over? Like, tell me why you pulled me over. And the, the, and the cop just pulls the gun out. And he's like, what the hell, man? The, the last time I even got this emotional from the George thing was when we watched Fruitvale Station. Yeah, Oscar Grant. Like, that was the last time I, like, felt that, like, level of emotion high up because, like, that one was back because the movie was talking about his whole lifestyle leading up to the moment. You're like, dude, like, this is too raw. Like, this is so in my face right now, you know, like a whole buildup. And like, it just kind of like, you can't, you can't expect people to believe that, that what they're doing is their best. They're putting their lives online. All that is irrelevant. If you're in a department and a system that has no accountability, there's no punitive damages. There's no, there's nothing like you're literally a, like you literally join in and you become a free spirit wielding a gun. And that's not fair. That's not that, what it's about. That police officer that shot and killed Oscar Grant said that he pulled the gun on accident. He meant to pull the taser while Oscar Grant was on the ground. Um, in, in cuffs. In cuffs. On the and, ground. And he was sentenced to two years and did about a year. So, and, and then, and then, I mean, I, there's a million. I, I'm not going to say I could. No, you I'll could start rambling them off. But it, it's it, there's no accountability, and like I think it comes a point in time. Like and and going back to George Floyd, that police officer did that, and he effectively got away with it. Yeah. Like effectively, because it took some days for him to get arrested. It took it people took, rioting and protesting for him to get arrested. Five days of rioting. It took, I believe, 48 states had recorded riots. Yeah, and or protests, protests. 49, 40, I'm sorry, protests. 49 states. The only one I didn't see recorded protests over was Alaska. So yeah. 49 states had protests going on. 49 states for five days. That's millions and millions of people took to hit the street for a dude to get a charge and then just get elevated one level. So it, it, that's what it took. You're telling me it takes the entire nation and all these people that feel so bad for these businesses. It took all these businesses to take this damage for us to just get a proper somewhat of a charge on an officer for a video evidence of someone getting killed under his knee. Like, you, you, you can't tell me that something that can't be done needs to be done. You can't say that. It, like, we need to change it. You have to. The like, proof is in the pudding that's right there. 
like there's no situation where somebody tells you I can't breathe and you don't stop what you're doing. Unless your intent is to murder them. We all we all used to play fight when we were kids. Like I'm thinking about like when my, when I was a kid in Virginia. We all my we would play fight and we'll do stuff. As soon as somebody starts saying I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you let them up. Me, me and Hardy used to play fight when we were younger. All the time in the pool. As soon as one person starts tapping, let them go. Like yeah, you can't breathe. You like okay, kill him. <laughs> Yeah, when even when you even when you watch uh, a violent ass sport like MMA, when someone starts tapping because they're being submitted under someone's arm, it's it, it's over. They can't breathe. It's done. Caesar, you already did your MMA talk show with Hardy, and it's on YouTube. Don't don't try to that's infiltrate. A, that's a, that's a choke. You know, <laughs> stupid. No, I mean, but like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, it's it, you like. When when there's even it's even annoying that you have a judicial system where they talk about mm, is there intent to murder intent to murder I mean you put your knee on someone's neck they say they can't breathe they pass out their lip turns blue they're dead and you're still on their neck um, I believe that is the intent to murder and there's a video of three people of two other officers holding his hip and his leg another officer there where's the subduing it's he's dead he's in handcuffs man in handcuffs on the ground flat he's dead and then there's video of him also getting beat in the back of the cruiser he's dead how in the hell i mean okay yeah, yeah. Sorry, we, sorry, sorry, sorry sorry we're gonna go off hopefully um i mean we're gonna go off the area yeah, i know i know <laughs> hopefully um you know i'm happy to see a lot of players and people talking about it I hope they talk about the culture of police. Like, that's the thing we need to talk about. That's and why I like what the Real Anuha, Anuha, right? Anoha or something like that? Whatever his name is, yeah. Said, um, I like what he said because uh, it's it's directed towards how he feels, not even as an American, how he feels working in America. Yeah. has a working visa to play for a team in America. And he has fear for the cops here. Like, that's the discussion. The discussion is not like he's here. He doesn't feel this way because he's, because of the skin color living in America. It's associated with the police officers here. And that's the focus. Like, yes, the discussion is about us. Look at this podcast. It's a black-owned show. There's two black people talking on here. Uh, the thing is, though, we're, we, yes, we, we could go even longer about how we feel in society and our culture in general we're from two different sides of the world, you know, and we both black and we talk about all that, but discussion is about how we feel in terms of how the police force has been in America during our time alive here, how it's been in the past, how it is now. That's what the issue is. And that's what the focus is. And that's why once again, what AOC is so important that tweet she sent out, it's not about, Oh, like just like black people in general, she's talking about the police force and its influence over people of power within Congress and, and other top elected positions in America. That's the problem here. Yeah, she said people are scared. It's ma- yeah. Mafia shit. Car- Corleone might have been right. Al Capone might have been right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's like so much in popular culture, like so many movies and stuff, people, there's always corrupt cops. <laughs> like, nobody Look, even, it's not even weird. Like, it's like, yeah, like, you know, there's some corrupt cops. All the like, time, of course. cop taking some side money, Putting his it's just it's like it, it's not even it's it's in the face and it's okay it's right there yeah it's not like some like wild thing we're saying it's been engraved since movies in the fifties yeah and I think at this point we're also talking I mean 
I, this is the last thing I'll say. Like, we're also at this point talking about um, white supremacists being in the police force. Yeah. People absolutely. have, like, a vested interest in, like, harming people I mean, of color. That, like, for anybody in a white supremacy group or just affiliated with that lovely lifestyle you live, what safer, easier path could you take financially and mentally beneficially for you than to be a police officer where you can go enact all these crimes on people of color and even white people that you may hate that associate people of color than being a police officer. Who, who's going to press you? What are you going to do? You're going to get transferred from San Bernardino County to San Diego County. Oh my life is terrible. You got to murder somebody, get to move. What, what the hell? Like, are you going to go from Brand to La Habra? Oh, God. No. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you the know. Long like, Beach to Lakewood? The, the thing is, is like my dream is to, like, my sad dream is the day they come out with, like, tapes of, like, the conversation between the chief and the guy who got in trouble. I can imagine how disgusting those convos are. Like, it's probably, like, just the, the even the videos of, of black people getting murdered are bad. But to me, the next level is the discussion with an authoritative figure that is saying, basically, like, Thank you for your service. You've done wonderful here, but you know we're gonna have to ask you. Like, I can imagine these words just like murdering me inside. Oh, I'm sure it's worse than that. God, it's probably so bad. Yeah, like what they're doing to you is wrong. Like, oh my god, you've probably been like, yeah, okay. I said high five, butt slap, good job. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's not even like this is a, you know, everybody in the world is talking about this. Everybody knows what's going on, yeah. but, um, you know, keep active, everybody. A little bit of soccer stuff before we uh, close out. Um, really quick, the German Women's League is, um, is it, I think it has restarted. They're going to do some kind of, uh, they're going to do some kind of turn, tournament or they just restarted. Damn, I could have sworn I read this. Did I forget? Um. Whatever they they the the um the uh, German Women's League is starting back. The NWSL is supposed to start back as well on June twenty seventh. They're going to do like a month long tournament called the Challenge Cup in Utah. Um, apparently, um, apparently Hope Solo is against it though. Um, she's saying that. Um, she's saying that. Uh, the women are the women's games kind of being used as guinea pigs. I don't really know how I feel about that, but um, I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. Uh, I don't agree with her, but all right. Yeah, I had the guinea pigs. Yeah, the Bundesliga is a gym, <laughs> guinea pigs. Yeah, Bundesliga, the whole Bundesliga is a, is a guinea pig round. They're going hard in these streets. Yeah. Oh, oh, let me write this down actually before I forget um, about Weston McConan later because um, I didn't tell you this, but I'm so excited to tell you this. Um, about Weston McConan. Um, okay. Also, really quick, um, Messi. By the way, are you sore? We played Caesar and I played soccer yesterday for the first time in in months. And boy, so, <laughs> I just like move my back right now. I'm like, ow. You're sore when you can't like really sleep right. Like I'm trying to sleep and my legs were like pulsating. It was so bad. I, it, I'm. I woke up. I was like limping. I was like, this is. This is this is a recovery effort right now. Yeah, I was like, like I really miss Sparkleberry. <laughs> like literally, my back right now. I was like, ah. <laughs> um, it was amazing yet terrible <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, Messi, I feel like Messi's kind of shook out here. 
Okay, I'm just going to read some of what he said and then we'll tell you what I think he's trying to say. Um, he's basically saying that football or life, nor life will ever be the same. He said, most of us are left with doubts about, about what the world is going to be like after everything that has happened. Beyond the confinement and the situation that took us by surprise, many people had a really hard time because the situation affected them in some way and has happened with all those who lost their family and friends and could not even see them. There are a lot of negative things in this crisis, but there could be nothing worse than losing the people you love the most. Um, soccer, like life in general, I think will never be the same. Um, then he kind of talked about how they're trying to win Barcelona, whatever. I honestly feel like Messi's really scared, and I think he's trying to like have a have like an out to retire. I think he might retire after the season. I think he's gonna say like, yeah, you know, like I, I just don't feel safe, and I'm gonna retire. It, it, it to me, it seems like that he's. I mean, he's such a mega star. Like, it's like he wants to play this fine line in between. I don't think he wants to play at all right now. Like he, yeah. like I think it takes him a lot to like just get him into the season forms. Like how he goes, like how his style is, how his body reacts, and just and he seems like, especially in recent years, he seems so injury like prone that like something like this is probably a big risk for him that he doesn't really want to take and doesn't want to do. So I can imagine he'd rather the season be canceled. He probably wishes he was playing in France right now. He'd be chilling at the crib. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dive into his character because I already do this all the damn time. You kind of already know what he is. And if you don't, then it's because you're just a fanboy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if this is my thing for Messi. If Messi doesn't want to play, which sounds like to me, I hope he's, like, using that energy towards other things. You know what I mean? Like, at least dedicate that space. He protesting? Huh? He protesting? He's definitely not protesting. Um, they but, protesting in Spain. Yeah, but he wouldn't. Um, <laughs> just doing other things. It, it's – it's. I'm not going to – like, I think from the beginning of this, this, this coronavirus situation, I never wanted to be the person trying to tell people they should play or not. Like, that's not what I wanted to do. But – like you not playing? I mean, if everybody else comes out, like, like I don't care if Weston McKinney don't play or like you know or like Conan. some some rando, but like Messi, damn dog. I mean, especially like, if, especially if everybody else comes out. Yeah, to me, it's like you're making a lot of money. Like, like what does that mean? Like, what about these people? Like, you, you're saying the sport is not only for those that are just trying to get by, or what's going on here? Like, oh, also, I read that um, they're gonna ask. It's, it, it's probably a rumor. I don't know how true it is, but I saw an article saying that Barcelona is going to ask the players to take another pay cut too. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, speaking of an Argentine, your boy Mari Cardi is. Uh, I- I'm really annoyed because um, the art- the headline said they reached an agreement, like PSG reached an agreement with Inter. And then, it, then in the article, it's saying that they're still talking about it. Basically, they literally the worst ever at this stuff. It's the 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 worst for me is like the Newcastle thing where they're talking about Newcastle making inquiries when the when the deal hasn't even been through yet for them to receive this money. How can you make it? If I get a call saying that Newcastle wants my player, I'd be like, you don't even have the money yet. <laughs> like no, anybody would do that in this space, like. It's just the, the room. Soccer is the kingpin worst rumors because of all these. They should be sued for these misleading headlines. Facts. Um, <laughs> Imagine reaching an agreement and be like, "We're still talking." Huh? 
Um, they're saying that it's going to be uh, 50 million euros. Um, initially, it was going to be down. Initially, it was supposed to be 70. They were saying, but um, right now they're saying it's 50 million. Um, I don't know though if that's like. I mean, I think Icardi's worth. He's actually worth less than that. But <laughs> I mean, for sure, he's worth less than that. But like, he's not worth less than 50. No, absolutely. Because also, because you know why? Also. He's not an international – he's not an Argentina star. Yeah, but $50 million is not star money. Why do you think that's star money? $50 million's a lot, dude. It's not star money. Pulisic got more than that. That's not star money. Yeah, but, but Pulisic is an American star. Like, there's, there's like some eyes there. They don't give up an American star, though. No, no, but there's marketing money to be made off Pulisic. Mauri Cardi went from Inter, and he's like a, he was a star at Inter, but he's not even a star for Argentina. Like he's not a big name in our, for Argentina, so it's yeah, not like I mean, in the soccer space, fifty million is not really a lot. That's like especially for a name, like a name player. That's not a lot. Like in that space, no. I mean, I'll say just because he's a center forward, but I did watch him not run one time this whole season. He got some goals, but like, <laughs> I did watch him not run. Yeah, like, I've never seen him full sprint in my life. I'll tell you that much. Like literally, I seen him stand around and score goals, but whatever. Um. I don't know if that's just a sign of things to come. There, there has been a lot of talk about the transfer window after this uh, pandemic, and I do think it's going to be affected a lot. Um, Me too, actually. But um, we'll we'll see. PSG definitely still got screwed, though. Because <laughs> you know like, it makes you think about teams that like the only teams that really benefit a big time in this situation are teams that have like the same, like, 80% roster over the years. Like, those teams are still fine, you know? Like, like those uh, teams that were, like, trying to – that made a lot of moves to try to get new people and all this, they're kind of really suffering right now because it's, like, either the players are too fresh or the window's kind of weird. Like, it, it's probably really hard for those teams that are, like, trying to make stuff happen. But a team that's had a solid foundation for all, like a Real Madrid or, like, Atletico that had, like, a lot of the same – amount of players, even Barcelona for a while now, like they seem to be okay in this situation. Well, Barcelona's suffering. They just spent a lot of money on uh, Dembele, Coutinho. The biggest Griezmann. Thing, the biggest issue one is Coutinho. That one's really rough. Yeah, and Griezmann too. That didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I can see players. playing, but like Dembele has been playing. Like he can only yeah, probably get loaned out because no one's going to pay full wage for him right now. And then, Coutinho, oof, Byron was like, hell no. I'm not I'm not paying no $130 million for him. Why would I do that for? There's literally no no cam in the world that's worth that. <laughs> like, like I would rather go pick up uh, uh, that, that Japanese cam off Porto than use Coutinho right now all day. Yeah. Um, I think it's Nagawa. I think it's Nagawa. I forgot. Okay, and last but not least, your boy Weston McConan, um I watched one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Schalke versus Warner Bremen. Good Lord, you're watching some rough Bundesliga action right now. I only did it for a McConan tracker. I was like, you know what? Like, let me try to redeem him after that bad game against BVB. He had a better game, but Werder Bremen's so bad. <laughs> but, 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 but they beat Schalke, though. Okay. Schalke, Schalke was parking the bus so hard. And they were so bad. I can't watch Schalke play. It's so rough. I'm literally watching the match. Weston McConan's first touch of the ball. First touch. His first time touching the ball. 
I noticed at seven minutes, I was like, damn, dog, this dude has not touched the ball yet. I'm like, literally, first time was 1142. 11.42? And it was like a little header pass because, like, the ball was in there and he, like, headed it to somebody. His So his first actual touch with his foot, with his foot, was 14.24. Madness. That was the first time he touched the ball with his foot. <laughs> um. He's not like a defender. He's a midfielder. Yeah, dog. Got a striker just being isolated. He's a midfielder, and he's a defensive midfielder. Defensive. So it's like dog. The ball should be up in that sauce midfielding. The ball. The ball should be coming to you a lot. That's insane. There's no way. That's literally bananas. Insane. Um, his first half, I put two two positive plays, three negative. One of them was a yellow card. In the second half, he had. Uh, he was playing good in the beginning of the second half. He had two positive plays, but then he fouled a dude um, and and could have really got a second yellow there. Um, and then he made like one positive play right after that. He was kind of mad, but then he got subbed out in the 55th minute. Um, what's the name? Um, now this is, he, he had a little interview when, whenever you're uh, back with me. Um, he had a little interview on BN with, uh, I think her name is Kaylin Kyle. I saw the interview. You watched it? Yeah. Okay, well, I, th- I would think if you watched it, something stuck out for you, which stuck out for me, which blew my mind. This dude said he does not watch soccer. Yeah, I thought I was pretty, I was pretty, like, literally, like, when when you had made, I think you made, did you make that comment, like, where'd you make that comment? Was it in the notes or just in, on, on a message? That he doesn't watch soccer? No, we were on yeah. the phone. I remember I watched the interview with her, and I was like, he was like showing his like fitness area, whatever, all that stuff. When he made that comment, I was like, what? Well, okay, and, so. And, 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 and the thing is this, the thing is this, like, sorry, I'll let you go off too, but hold on. Because, like, well, okay, but Caesar, I feel like you weren't like, maybe you were like kind of watching, but I don't know if you were like paying attention all the way. Listen, this is the issue for me. So, I don't have an issue with an athlete saying I don't watch the sport if they're one of the best in the world. That's different for me. When it's like, let's say, LeBron or Ronaldo or Messi, I'm like, there's something different to them. Like, they're, they've, they're just built different. Their mentality is different. If they have all the skill set, like Ronaldo, he has all the skill set, there's no real reason. He probably – the world is probably just too much for him, the, the whole soccer world. Come on. Weston McKinney. Conan, but Conan, you gotta watch the sport, dog. Okay. You need to, you need to watch, draw inspiration, learn some new stuff because it's not like what you're doing has been the fabric of success to be the best. That's what it is. Well, it was, it was interesting because she, because I, because like when I heard it, okay, so she asked him, she was like, oh, like you played against. Um, like, what was it like to play against Holland? Because they, they just played BVB. Like, you know, because basically saying, you know, he's like a budding star, blah, blah, blah. And, she, and he was like, well, I don't watch soccer. So, like, I don't really – I haven't, like, seen much about him except for, like, clips on Instagram. And I was like, okay, interesting. Okay. All right. But the reason why I had to mention it, like, had to talk about this, is because 
he doubled down. He said it again later. He was like, I forgot, I forgot what she asked him then, but she, he was like, well, like I said, I don't watch soccer, so blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, so not only are you saying you don't watch soccer, like, personally, but now it, it, it's pretty obvious that you also don't watch film. So, like, I don't know who the hell this coach is or what the hell's going on, but remember, I used to ask that before. Do, do soccer players watch film? Because it doesn't seem like they the – way, the way how bad defenders are, it doesn't seem like they watch film. I have seen players watch film, like personally. Like I, I would see like like they would show Neymar watching film on um like on the plane sometimes. Like I know players personally watch film, but it doesn't seem like every coach institutes a watching a film to get to know their opponent. It's more surprising that a German team wouldn't do that too. Like a well, a very successful German team, like. I mean, this dude literally was like, I don't watch soccer. Like, he never even watches film. And I'm like, that's unbelievable to me. I, I couldn't even imagine myself even making it that far without studying my opponents. And It's he, unbelievable. He been like, it was nice to play against him because I had just been watching so much of him. Like, I, I noticed all the tendencies. It was, it was fun to, like, be able to go in person and try to, like, defend against it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anything, like, like – like, do, do you even know what foot he uses? Like, you don't know? You don't know if he's left or right foot? Like, you don't know what his favorite run is, like, what, what, his, what, what his favorite move is, if he has his back to the goal, what he likes to do first. Like, it's crazy. Like, you're telling me that this dude doesn't even have to watch film. You're playing a game. Like, it's not a sport anymore. It's just like a game. Like, you should just come play with us on Saturdays. Like, what the hell? I couldn't believe that. I'm like, damn, dog. And, like, he's the saying it with – It's like, what is his desire? Like, he's, like, saying it with pride. Like, like he's cool. Like, I don't watch soccer. Yeah, no, it, it, that's so – I don't want to bring that up. But that's what I was kind of noticing about him to the interview. Like, like, like he's dope or something. I'm like, dog, can you relax? Like, like dog, I've seen you play one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life of a midfielder against BVB. Like – you're not even CDM good. and you're not even like thugging for real. Like no, like you're not good. Like you're you don't, you don't have like the CDM thug. I, I forget your CDM. Like oh, you're CDM out there. Go. This dude said like he wants to play an EPL, and they're like, but you know what he said too? He was that, that, he was like yeah, I would love to play an EPL one day. Blah blah. And they were and he was like, she was like, oh, I think this was when he said it because she was like, oh, like what team do you think would fit? And he was like, well, I don't watch soccer, so I wouldn't really know. And then he was like, well, I know not Arsenal because it's like too ticky-taka for me. And I'm like, this dude is so whack to me. Like, you're like literally saying you're not that good. You don't even care to like study the game. And like, how can you say that about Arsenal? It's so stupid. And like, yeah, like he can't play for Arsenal. You're definitely not good enough to play for Arsenal. For oh, sure. no, like Gendouzi's 3,000 times better than you. Yeah, like Lucas Torreira, like you're insane. Like you like you can never do anything on Arsenal ever. Like, like, I can't even imagine, like, maybe that's just a construct of me. I can't even imagine, like, looking at a team. First of all, the fact that he doesn't watch any teams is already annoying, but like, the Looking at a team ever. and going, like, I couldn't play there. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not even being a striker, like, being a standard defensive mid. What are you talking about, dog? Yeah, what are you talking about? What, are they going to make you go up too much? Are they going to make you stay back too much? Like, what, what would in a standard defensive mid position would be so annoying on a team that you're looking at a team with probably some of the best CDMs in the world at, at their age? 
like Asia Luka Torreira and Ganduzi are. Like, there's two CDMs guys that uh, that can play both ways. They are super talented and great defenders. How could you not want to look at it and be like, yeah, like I'm better than those guys. I can play there. Like, well, no, he he's a, he he knows he's not good, and like, that's wacky. Knows he's not good. That's so sus to me. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, like maybe you can go play in the championship then. Like, maybe you know what I mean. Like, you're not even American. Americans are supposed to think they're the dopest thing ever. What the hell is wrong with you, Weston? Well, I, it just kind of was like maybe complacent. It, yeah, and it's just kind of like, damn dog. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how many players watch film. Like, I don't know like what coaches think watching film is important. I can't imagine that you're you have ambition as a coach and you don't say like. Let's watch some film. Let's see, like, what these – like, if they got good players, like, let's see what they like to do. Let's see, like, do they – like, you you don't even know that Alexi Sanchez always goes right. Like, you don't know that. Like, like, like come on, dog. Like, you know, it's funny. Yesterday when uh, when we were playing – I mean, I, this, this is random to put on the podcast, but whatever. Uh, uh there was like a play when I was uh, defending against uh, the guy. Was his name Craig? The the little fast little one. Ball I don't know. I don't know his name. Yeah, I think it's Craig. He's he's a baller. Yeah. And like I kind of squared him up like the way that I know how to defend. And he was like, "Oh, that was like he was like I like the way you like did that. Like the way you kind of like squared me up." He's like, "Soccer defenders like never do that." And I was like, "Well, that's because I played cornerback. Like I know how to get in front of you at least so you can't." get to where you gotta go you know like is this what's going on in soccer are these dudes that bad like it's so basic yeah soccer defending is terrible it's insane is it because there's a culture of not watching film and soccer i think there's just a general lack of knowledge of like spacing defensive awareness that like it it, i think that we we kind of it's so common in terms of the space of, of American football being the biggest sport in America here. Or, ba- or basketball, too, because it's kind basketball of basketball. Too. Yeah, 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 exactly. You could, you, you, do, you could do the same type of scoring up. I'll never forget 2002 World Cup when USA played Portugal. The Brazilian commentator, I'll never forget this in my life, was, like, tripping at how America was defending. Like, they're like, wow, like, why are they so close to the players? It's like they're playing, like, basketball defense. <laughs> like, 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 and it was a good point. Like, I remember years later, I like watched it again. Like, the American players were damn near like man to man marking everybody, and it was uh, and the, no, of course they didn't win, and they 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 ended up making it to their farthest ever, which is um um I think it was first round of the the whatever of the knockout, knockout stages, but like, think about that. Like, there there wasn't like. The, the American mindset in soccer has always been already so many steps behind what soccer is already in defending. Like, worldwide soccer defending is, was bad from the day you started watching. That was 15, the day you started watching. And even before that, you're like, this is – what the hell are they doing out there? Why is there someone who's renowned for going left? Why are you sitting on the right side of his body? I don't understand why you're not going – why are you allowing him to go to a strength? <laughs> even since I was – 10 years old and I first started playing aggressive, serious basketball on the court. The first thing people like Chris or anybody would say, it was like, he's weak on his left or he can't do this. He can't. That's like, that's a call out out loud. And you sit with that and you walk home and you go, I can't have this. I can't. Caesar, 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 even, even 
even if you don't even know it about a dude, like if you if you saw him shoot right handed, you'll just say, "Hey, he can't go left." Like you'll just do that. Yeah. Like or, or or like like you see someone and then they just did an amazing drive in. After that, they're just shooting three three pointers in a row, and they're breaking them. You're like, "Cool, I want them to shoot those all day because that I'm not gonna let let them get these easy buckets." And it's like you don't want to have the mentality in soccer. Why would I want to keep giving Messi? the inside penalty lane. I'm not going to give him that. If he wants to get that, he needs to break me off to get there. He's going to have to nutmeg me every time. He's going to have to nutmeg me. Just make me a highlight before I give you that lane. Yeah. And you know, because of your cornerback, how to set your body with the amount of space to allow someone to dribble, but the dribbling they do is only going to be in the side you choose to give them. That's infuriating. So someone – who like our buddy Craig is only left footed. He his mindset is like, oh, like what do I do in this space? Like this is so awkward for me. Like I'm here, like in between. Like it, it's more decision making. But that's the key of it. Like just the fact that you have to take an extra two seconds or one second to think about a change, you already won because you yeah. have. I'm at the palm of your hand. And even and even when it comes to spacing, like. There's there's a lot of space, so the ball can the ball is what like the ball is the damage more than the person. You're more concerned about the person passing it farther than them dribbling farther. Yeah, it passing is the the lane that you want to. You always like to focus on the passing. Passing lane is huge. In yeah, the so it's like what like so like for me, it's just obvious that if I'm in front of this person, I don't need to be up on them. I no. need to more so be kind of aware of what's behind me and not let them get an easy pass right behind me what like where their eyes are going i'm trying to be like okay let me try to get make that easy first easy pass not easy it i just, don't understand how the hell these people don't get it dude. they don't the, the the day that like that investment changes like in america is the country that can do that we have the up on it like we have so many collegiate football and and professional sports coaches that have just such esteem that any kind of db or anybody just put be put in that space and they would just do wonders for for a team out here. They would do wonders just as like a building ground. Like like all you would need to do is go out to Germany and be like, look, Maconian, why why why'd you go there? Just stay right there. Oh, why? Because there's the pass is there. So you He's need gonna to go. I don't know. I don't watch a sport. I didn't know you'd go there. And he'd be like, Well, I don't even watch soccer. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. If I if like I am just thinking if I ever tell my coach I don't watch basketball, he would have slapped the hell out of me. Yo, it reminded me That's of crazy. It reminded me of uh, one time I was watching an interview with Marshall Falk, and he was talking about when he went to the Rams, like when he got traded to the Rams, like his first season, the Rams were garbage, and he was like, he was like, yeah, like I went, like we had our meeting, our first meeting, and he's like, I'm the only one there with a notebook, and he's like what the hell? Like, y'all don't care about winning? Like, y'all ain't, y'all ain't concerned about getting better? Like, like how are you going to learn if you don't take notes? Like, how are you going to get better at soccer if you don't watch it? How are you going to learn how to be better if you don't watch the people you're going up against? The last dance Michael Jordan talked about, he was the only one that paid attention in that first 89 year, 88 year in the Bulls when they would just do, like, cocaine and party or whatever. Yeah. He was, like, he was shocked that he was, like, the only one that was, like, doing stuff he learned from from Dean Smith at UNC, like, taking notes, like, watching every single game beforehand, uh, coming to practice 30 minutes early, leaving, like, he's, like, I was the only one that had procedures. Like, 
I was these like people say what are these like I just did the same thing I did from the rookie year today. I didn't I didn't do anything other than get trying to change it and make things better. I didn't just like take complacent. But I think that's what happens. I, I think there's some sort of like anxiety that builds with some players that watch and they're just like mad either or something like that they're not in the same space as the players are or maybe maybe even uh Weston McConan feels like oh, you know, there should be more or what's going I don't know what's going on in his headspace but his approach shouldn't be I don't watch the sport. His approach should be I don't watch the sport for entertainment. I watch the sport because it's my profession. Like if 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 everybody's if he's feeling annoyed because he's uh, people see it as entertainment, then treat it like your job. I, treat it like treat it like this is you're treat it like you could do so much more and you could build so much more. I mean, you're an American player playing in Germany and you're probably the best American midfielder. Like arguably, I don't really know any other American. Midf- I don't know any other American midfielders that are better. I don't know. I mean, so he should he should at least see himself as that. So his approach should go. You know what? Like you know, I'm I'm whatever I'm doing. I'm still at Schalke. That means I can still do more. That means I can still get better. Schalke I mean, shouldn't be seen as an endpoint. It should be a launching point for you. What 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 it seems like is that he like I think you mentioned the word complacent. Like it just seems very like, complacent. He seems comfortable. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm just I'm good enough to play here. Like that's cool. The career. They treat me nice or chilling. Yeah, which which you know I don't want to be mean, but I, I fucking hate that. I hate yeah. that. And 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 me I too. But that. but 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 I'm I'm sorry. I, I you know like I know it, it it rubs me the wrong way. But if that's his mentality, okay. Like I guess you shouldn't be honest about that. You know, but don't tell like, me that. Yeah. So I mean, it just seems like he's just like, well, like I got I got this far by not caring a lot, by not watching soccer, so I'll be fine. And at the very least, though, if he feels like this is this is his, his Maui or his whatever, this is his spot to kick it and puts his feet up, at least do it for, for your teammates. You know, there's people there for the club that's paying you. There's people with goals and aspirations there. You may be complacent here, but the club may not be complacent where they are. So, <laughs> you know, like, uh, adhere to those standards at least. And you know what could happen? Because there is a player who went on to win EPL two seasons in a row, Mm. went on to win the World Cup. Mm. This dude was unknown, came from Cannes in France, ended up at Leicester. Nobody knew. I'm sure that the person who was the CDM at Leicester was chilling. I'll be fine. This fool and Golo Conte showed up. Nobody ever heard this little short dude came in there balling and took that guy's position and then went on to be one of the world's best. And I don't know who that guy was, but he never was had to be begging for a start after Conte showed up. The same thing could happen to Weston McConan. They could get some random French dude, just random. Anywhere, so, any player, any country. Some random dude can show up or some random German player. Just be like, yo, dude, like, this guy's, like... He's kicking it. Yeah, like, what? Like, I can do that. All the guy has to do is run a little bit harder than him, pass a little bit better than him, defend a lot better than him, and all of a sudden, boom, guess what, buddy? You're going to be rotating in Pokal Cups now. All of a sudden, you're going to be kicking in the Pokal. You're not going to be kicking in the league. Same thing happened with your boy Pulisic, too, at BVB. uh, And at at Chelsea. Yeah. I would like to see him at BB. I mean, he had, we all America talked about him like he was the next Messiah. D- that doesn't matter over there. 
That doesn't matter what America thinks about you. It doesn't matter that he could be, he could have been a star in Sri Lanka. They don't give a damn out here, out here in these streets in Dortmund. You better bring the A game. You better put them stats up because these four goals, three assists ain't going to get you this position for long. Someone like Jadon Sancho come around and have a more have a more sauce than you, and all of a sudden look at him now. And, and you know Jadon's homeboys back in uh, in in Brixton or whatever, are like damn dog, you gonna let an American <laughs> you gonna you gonna let an American start over you, homie? Damn, he's like, okay, I gotta step my game up. He'd be like, hey, not today, B. <laughs> yeah. This for the country. This for the queen right here. Literally, that's what's going to end up happening to Weston McConan, and he's going to be right back in MLS. Man, what you're saying is like not even wild. It's it's a fundamental of sport. It's competition. That's why me and you get rubbed the wrong way from that because that's how that's the people we see that I know I can surpass, and people that you know that like that that get eaten up alive by the system because they're complacent. When when you join a team. Or anything, you just become in a situation. Let's say, let's say, if you're talking about younger, let's say your JV just came to varsity. You look at people ahead of you, and you see people chilling. You go, okay, that's funny. Go ahead and chill because I'm gonna, I'm gonna go just as hard now because I don't want to just look. I don't want to get your position. I want to look way better than you when I'm in your position too. Absolutely. So I, 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 as 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 funny as this to joke around about how lazy I am, I definitely would never be that. Like that can that could never be me though. No, like that can never be me. Like, yeah, like you it's just that. it's just not in the fabric of like professional sports. Like for me, like there's no way. No, you got to that point, and it's like you're really out here acting like you're cool because you are complacent. I, I don't know. I'm, we've probably been talking for like three hours. So sorry. <laughs> I don't know what time does it say on there. <laughs> I don't got a clock, but I'm over it. It's <laughs> too much. <laughs> I think we're. I think I'm starting to take out my rage on Weston now. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I'm feeling too. I'm like, let me chill. Like, hey, my bad, dog. You, 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 I'm, I'm not saying my bad. I saw his gamer chair. You keep playing Apex. Or what the hell are you doing, homie? Uh, I'm not saying my bad. He earned it. But <laughs> anyway, that interview was like, okay, man. All right, superstar. The yeah. neck chain go off. Yeah, it just he just better hope no random French midfielder show up on that team. He's gonna be he's he gonna be playing right back. He's gonna be playing right in Pennsylvania after this. He's gonna be playing exactly. right for Columbus Crew. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, we're starting Sacramento, Weston McConan. Oh no! Tonight, hey, Cincinnati's uh, captain, Weston McConan. Tonight, anyway, um, <laughs> episode one fifty five. Uh, we made a podcast. I'm glad we didn't just keep it heavy the whole time. We got to like go off on somebody, but yeah, uh, I don't want it to be all that. Them. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. I mean, we are a black podcast. Everybody's talking about the black businesses, the black stuff. Hey, d- tell a friend to tell a friend about us. We've been doing this three years uh, consistently. I'm seeing all this love about these black shows. Yo, what can we get a share? Who's sharing this black show? It's a very black show. Going harder for 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 Americans and black people around the world than us. Nobody talk about racism and all this. Nobody had the solution for racism and we soccer have except for us. Discussions uh, except for us. We have brought up ideas and brainstormed solutions for the community and the sport in the world. We talked about the women's Haitian FA and how those girls are treated. We've talked about racism. We've talked about. Balotelli, we've talked about it all. Yeah. There's not been a topic we haven't touched. We've made Ronaldo African. We no, we declared him African. Declared it. We discovered it. We discovered it. We looked at the map. We did 
mathematics, and we went, look at that map up there. Right there, you're not going to tell me that man's not African. You're African. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> him and Hesse, both Africans. Him and, him and Hesse and Cavani. Um, anyway. I started with Hesse and me looking at where the hell Hesse is from. I was like, oh my God, well, Ronaldo, you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Cavani, you too. Anyway, um... <laughs> We made a podcast. Even entertain that, <laughs> especially not Luis Suarez or Cavani in that combo. Okay, well, okay, even okay. How about this? Uh, stop. Luis Suarez is obviously black, but Cavani is not black, but he's Basque, I think. Who? Cavani's Basque, I think. So y'all, I, I, so, I have to talk to my my dead okay, So if Cavani's Basque and you're Basque, I think that would make him kind of black too. I gotta think about it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> as our resident, as our Basque resident, I'll let you think about that. <laughs> okay, thank you. Because if you and Inyaki Williams are both Basque, yes. Kamani, Kamani might be there. <laughs> there we go. Um, but anyway, yeah, we made a podcast episode one fifty five. Make sure you subscribe and all stuff, YouTube, whatever. Holler at us.